Welcome back to Movie Binge, um, the podcast where we discuss all things movies and our obsession with them. Uh, I am Aaron O'Banion, and I am here with... Aaron O'Banion? Oh, Christopher Sneed. <laughs> it's uh, been a while, so... It has. We're a little rusty. Yes. So, um, yeah, a few month hiatus... Um, so this is sort of a soft reboot. Yes. It's season two, Because those, pop- those are really popular reboots. Yeah. So, so got to jump on the bandwagon <laughs> there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, the show has, it's remaining pretty well the same. We got mm-hmm. a lot of the same goodies for you. Yep. Um, so we've got some movie news. We'll have our main review. Uh, which is Santa Sangri. Yep. And we will have a uh, talent spotlight, which is Robert De Niro. Never heard of him. <laughs> and uh, a top five, which will be uh, top five non-human characters. Yep. Um, so let's uh, kick things off with a bit of news shall we yes sounds good all right i'm excited what do you have um well we've got a few items um i suppose first one i will mention is uh star wars related Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that is uh, the big news that uh, episode nine director Colin Trevorrow is Mm -hmm. uh, no longer on the project. Really? Yeah. Okay, I did not know this. Yeah. Wow, okay. Yes. What happened? Any clue? Uh, Well, it's the typical creative differences thing. (laughs) (laughs) The standard response. Yeah, pretty standard. Yeah. Um, Wow. So, yeah, I don't know exactly what happened, and maybe we won't ever fully know um but yeah that combined with the the han solo directors uh going bye-bye as well there's a little little trouble what is going on yeah over there yeah so everyone's kind of speculating on what's going on and Hmm. who will um fill in um for him so, is there anyone Man. in particular that you would like to see directing episode nine? Uh, you know, I'm 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 that weirdo who <laughs> was very late to the party on the whole Star Wars franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, did not watch it until I was in my thirties. Um, but um, I mean, there's a lot of good candidates out there. The problem is, is um, Star Wars, even even the newer ones, there's there's this vibe to it that you don't want to lose. There's this there's this style and feel to all of the Star Wars movies, mm-hmm. and you worry bringing in the wrong director, somebody that's too established, maybe or doesn't right. you know has too much of a style of their own where um, it would stand out too much. You right. Know what I mean, it's like you wouldn't want Wes Anderson like right. <laughs> directing a Star Wars movie. Right. Uh, so everyone that pops in my head, I can't really see them handling it. Right. Uh, do you? Did you have anyone in mind? Um, I mean, 
Not necessarily. I would think, and what will maybe end up happening is um, they might just have Ryan Johnson go ahead and do nine, Mm. because he's doing eight. Mm -hmm. And so Mm. uh, it would be kind of a smooth transition. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And would make sense. But, and I think that's what a lot of people are speculating mm-hmm. right now. But whether that actually happens, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would be fine if that happened. Um, I mean, I I like Ryan Johnson as a director. Um, he, and like you said, a smooth transition. I mean, yeah, it would make sense. Yeah. And I'm I'm sure he would probably want to do it. I mean... I yeah. think he said as much that if he had the chance, he would, he would do it. But, right. um, hmm. so anyways, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Some more disturbance in the force. That's, yes. <laughs> that's uh, unfortunate, <laughs> but yeah, they certainly have the resources to uh, fix this problem. I just yeah. hope, you know, you start to worry when they, when you lose a director. Right. Of, um, uh, what's, how the movie is going to end up, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah. And, I mean, I know even though he had been attached to the project for a while, you know, at least it's not one of these things where it's in the middle of production, like yes. like the Han Solo yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. movie. <laughs> yeah. So. That's true. Yeah. That's true. But, hmm. um, okay. anyways, that's. That's, that's a good. That's some, a good one. Yeah. Um, so, let's see. My next bit of news um, it's not very surprising, um, mm. but the movie It mm. came out yes. this weekend, yes, uh, which we both went and saw, yes, um, and apparently a lot of other people did too, because <laughs> um, yeah. it made quite a bit of money um, and broke all kinds of records, apparently. Wow. So, um, and wow. I, I believe they announced this even before it opened, but... Um, there's going to be a part two. Yes. You know, not surprising. Right. Um, since that's, that's kind of just the structure of, of what they ended up going with was they told the first half of the, the book or yeah. so. I don't know how the book is, if it cuts back and forth between. Yeah, it okay. does. Okay. It does. It's more like the mini series. Okay. But, um, but still, I think they just took sort of the flashback and made it one right part and um huh yeah okay. what do you what do you what do you attribute that to the the success of this movie like the draw right i think that um i think part of it is it's been pretty slow at the box office for a while it's true there hasn't been that much like especially the past two or three weeks, mm-hmm. there really hasn't been much in theaters that's like heavily promoted or right. you know anything like that. So I think maybe that's a part of it. And I think I don't know. Um, people always seem to be in the mood for horror movies. Yeah. Um, but, but it's rare that a horror movie will break records. Right. That's unusual. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't know. There's something in the air. <laughs> I, I have a small theory. Okay. 
as much as people like to sort of um, dump on the first, the miniseries, mm -hmm. the, the made-for-TV version um, with the horrible ending and, and all of that, I think people still liked it up until that ending. I think people still enjoyed it for mm. the time that it came on. We weren't used to seeing that sort of thing on TV. Right. Um, and it was well done. I mean, some minor um, limitations aside, it was a well done movie. It's still watchable. There's, I just know a lot of people who went and rewatched it before going to, you know, as this one was getting ready to come out. Yeah. And I think there's a nostalgia there and people really liked the book. People enjoyed the made for TV movie. And now they're thinking, Wow, now it's now it's a version with money put into it. Right. Uh, without the limitations. Right. So I know that we don't review <laughs> modern movies, <laughs> but just a little, just a tight, like a, just a little, sure. give me a little bit of, of what you thought of it without ruining sure. anything or going crazy. What, okay. did, what did you think? Um, well, I thought it was a pretty solid movie overall. I enjoyed it. Um, I, I enjoyed my time in the theater quite a bit, actually. Um, it was a pretty packed theater, which helps for those kinds of movies, especially when everybody's into it and um, all of that. But yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I was not um, that familiar with it. I haven't seen the miniseries ever. Okay. Um, I haven't read the book. And so this was brand new for you then? Brand All new. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, so yeah, there's a bit more um, novelty to it, I guess. Huh. Interesting. So. I did not know that when we went to go see it. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, solid okay. effort. I thought all of the, the kids were really good in it. Um, and I liked... Uh, maybe more than anything, just their camaraderie. Mm -hmm. um, and there was a lot more humor to it than I thought there would be, mm -hmm. um, which worked really well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, suitably scary. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. Good deal. Yeah. So um, let's move on to the last bit of news I have, which okay. is um, that there will be apparently two different Joker movies in the works. What? Yeah. Um, one of which would be with uh, Jared Leto and Margot Robbie. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, kind of a, a spinoff with them mm -hmm. and I guess how they're relationship began mm -hmm. um hmm. and the other one would be uh kind of its own thing it's it wouldn't be a part of the current like continuity of, of dc films mm -hmm. um but it would be a joker origin story oh. um not with jared leto yeah with someone else interesting um and apparently that movie is going to be directed by Todd Phillips, mm -hmm. um, who uh, it seems like kind of an odd choice. Uh, I'm he, not familiar with he that. Does, uh, he does comedies. Uh, mm. He did like the Hangover trilogy and oh, Old School okay. and okay. Starsky and that Hutch. That is an odd choice. Yeah. <laughs> huh. So. Um, okay. 
But yeah, and apparently Martin Scorsese may produce, hmm. uh, which also seems a little bit odd. Yeah. And um, I suppose since he is producing or could produce, mm-hmm. um, there's there's some speculation that um, DiCaprio <laughs> may star. That's completely mm-hmm. just... Oh. rumor i think okay. but huh. um but yeah so so two different joker projects in the works what, what do you th- think of that um, i mean after the after the way dc has been so far up until wonder woman right um in recent years what do you think of them doing two joker movies uh i don't know i um I still have yet to see Suicide Squad, which I know mm. everybody kind of yeah. yeah isn't too big on. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm still kind of interested to see it mm-hmm. regardless, um, just to see what it is, even if it's a complete mess. It's because you like to binge on movies. I do. Movie binge. I do. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, a... a Joker origin story um, could be interesting. I I don't know that I need to see that. Yeah, um, that's kind of where I was. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It mm. it just seems like kind of an odd choice all around. Um, mm. So I'm not super excited about it. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. <laughs> See, that's kind of where I am. I don't know that I want a, a full backstory on Joker. Right. I mean, he's one of those characters who uh, part of his allure, I think, was not really having all of the details. Right. Um, it's like unmasking the killer in horror movies or something. It, yeah. It, it kind of takes away something. So I'm not sure that's a good idea. Yeah. I mean, it may be a good movie, but what will it do to that character? Right. Know? I don't know. Hmm. hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I had to have some kind of comic book news in there. Oh, so, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that and Trek news or uh, Star Wars news. Yeah. Don't hit me. I did not mean to say <laughs> Star Trek. Um, yeah. That's. Uh, and I wonder, uh, last note on that, I, I wonder if um, if that had always been planned, the Jared, uh, Jared and Margot mm. version, how far along that because I know he right. was very disappointed in his scenes being cut. Right. Um, so I wonder if this was already planned and sort of contract your, you know, contract. Right. Do you have any clue? Do you I, know? I'm not sure. I, I haven't really heard mm. about that. Mm. Um, so yeah, mm. I, I'm not sure how far in advance their, their plans have been or, anything like that so i may piggyback on your news for next episode and see if i can find out because i'm curious yeah. just uh how that came to be right so hmm. <laughs> good news yeah. i think it was good news yeah so not good news but like right. good choices <laughs> yeah. of, of news yeah so all right well um are you ready to move on to our our main segment? review yeah. yeah i'm ready cool <laughs> Um, I chose kind of a weird one, uh, or, or at least a, a very avant-garde yeah. sort of movie. Um, Santa Sangri. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a Mexican-Italian film. 
It was billed as a horror film, but I don't know that I really, I don't know that I watched it like a horror film. Right. Um, which we can get into that here in a minute. Yeah. Uh, but the whole story is, is kind of convoluted, but ultimately it's about um, a guy who witnesses some terrible things as a child and um, him sort of dealing with those things and mm-hmm. you're not quite sure what's going on during part of it. Um, and uh, I don't know. It's a hard, it's a hard one to describe yeah. <laughs> without getting into it. So, yeah. um, so uh, since, since it was my choice and you were, is this the first time you, you watched it? Yeah. Just for this. Yeah. Let's start with some fresh eyes. <laughs> tell me, tell me what you thought and, um, well, um, what you like, what you didn't like. Right. Well, you said it was a weird one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, um, I, I would have to agree. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it is definitely bizarre. Um, this is, uh, it's directed by Alejandro Jodorowsky, mm-hmm. uh, who I, I've not seen any of his films previously. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know he's he's well known for being a um, having a lot of interesting visuals mm-hmm. in his films, and uh, this one definitely does. Um, yeah. There's a lot of really memorable scenes and visuals in it. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. It's it is a it's kind of a haunting film, and it's. It's a film that um, I think you just experience more on an emotional level rather than a more logical trying to figure out every little thing what it means mm-hmm. um, because I don't I don't know <laughs> I don't know that I could do that <laughs> um, so yeah it's kind of um, I guess if I had to compare it to another filmmaker, I might say it's a little bit like David Lynch or something. Oh, yeah. Um, I could see that. Yeah, a little bit comparable to that. Um, but, yeah, so... Uh, where do I begin <laughs> with this movie? Um, <laughs> um, it's... Well, we can start off with some some visuals, visual stuff, I guess, because okay. um, there are a lot of a lot of memorable stuff there, um, and I guess we we should probably like just give a spoiler warning. Yeah, probably <laughs> with this one, it's hard yeah. to talk about without yeah. spoiling some things. So. Yeah. Um, but I think it's still, I think it's for anybody that likes this kind of movie. I don't think these spoilers would necessarily keep you from watching it. No. I don't so, think so. I think it's still worth yeah. the watch, but go ahead. Um, so let's see. So, I mean, you kind of went over the plot or at least the basics of it. Yeah. Um, so there, it starts off as sort of a coming of age type of film for mm-hmm. a while. Yeah. Um, and it takes place mostly at a circus, mm-hmm. um, which there's some, creepy imagery (laughs) (laughs) associated with that um a lot of the the character uh designs just the the makeup 
and costuming mm-hmm. um, are really <laughs> like almost off-putting. Mm-hmm. Um, like the, I mean the the kid's father yeah. is pretty gross. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. the the tattooed lady is pretty gross, yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, there's there's also in addition to the circus stuff, this this um, church, mm-hmm. um, which is I don't really know how to describe it, but it's um, it's kind of this. Uh, it's a different kind of religion than <laughs> than you've ever seen. Right. Um, they worship this um, this girl who had been like raped and murdered and had her arms cut off. Mm-hmm. Um, and it got dark quick. <laughs> yeah. So and the the church itself is getting ready to be torn down mm-hmm. um, pretty much at the start of the film. And yeah, the look of the church is pretty creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. It has a pool of blood in it um, and just kind of a shrine to this girl. Right. Um, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Memorable <laughs> visuals, but not pleasant ones, for sure. No. Um, and um, I guess one of the one of the visuals that uh, was maybe the one of the biggest takeaways for me was the elephant funeral. Yes, <laughs> that's a huge yeah moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, just all of the visuals associated with that. Mm-hmm. Um, just them walking through the streets mm-hmm. and all the all the circus people dressed in black. <laughs> yeah. All the clowns um, <laughs> squirting tears out of their eyes. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Um, and then it just gets dumped <laughs> into this uh, ravine or something. I hate that scene. And there are all of these villagers just waiting uh, yeah. <laughs> to uh, just take it apart once it lands at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Again, disturbing. Yeah, it's pretty disturbing stuff. Um, yeah, there's that. And um, the other big one for me was... Um, Later on in the movie, when um, he's still at the um, asylum mm-hmm. place, but they go out mm-hmm. for a movie, for like yes. a movie night, and then they just kind of instead of going to see the movie, they just go off with this one guy who's I guess supposed to be in charge of them, mm-hmm. but he kind of has his own ideas mm-hmm. <laughs> of <laughs> of fun. Mm-hmm. And so they do some drugs, and then they just go out. And and the the scene that I like the most, <laughs> maybe, mm-hmm. is them all just dancing in the street. Mm. <laughs> hmm. For some reason, that 
I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what was it about the look of it, or yeah, the, the I like or? the look of it, and I just like uh, just the feel of it. You like mentally ill people on it was just. Drugs. I think it was just so bizarre mm. that <laughs> yeah that I just I don't know. There was just something about it that I can't even mm-hmm. articulate. <laughs> it makes um, an impression. It does, yeah. But. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot more stuff in it that is really memorable. Like, um, I liked the, the character of, uh, it's the girl that, um, he kind of, Mm. as a kid, he, he has a thing with and, Mm -hmm. um, they meet up eventually at the end. Yeah. I liked that character just, um, just because I think she, I mean, she's like by far the most sympathetic yes. <laughs> character in the movie. Yeah. Because um, she goes through some horrible things too. And yeah. And she is uh, mute. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I had a lot of sympathy for that character. She goes through a lot. Yeah. She watches her mother, well, doesn't watch her die, but sees her after she's been killed yeah, <laughs> and just gets uh, just a- attacked by different men. Mm-hmm. There's one moment where she walks up to a guy and he takes off his ear, like he just mm. peels mm-hmm. his ear off. Yeah, I don't know what that was about <laughs> I- at all, but it was one of the most disturbing images <laughs> <laughs> in the movie. Yeah. I knew you were going to bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Probably because it is the most disturbing, with especially concerning her scene that yeah. she's in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what else? I mean, like like I said, I I don't really know um, what the movie's trying to say with all of this stuff, mm-hmm. and. Um, so <laughs> I don't know if you have any like theories on on what it all means or anything or if it's yeah. just something um I don't know what what is the appeal for you Um I like I like movies that have symbolism in them. I like movies that uh, aren't always spoon-feeding you. Right. The the story and the meaning to make you And this is definitely one that's just chocked full of symbolism and like you said visuals. Yeah. Um so that really is a draw for me. And um you want my theory on what I think it is? Yeah. Okay. I think ultimately the movie is about him sort of uh gaining control again after the tragedy of what he went through as a kid. Being yeah. in this horrible situation, um, mom not exactly uh, probably the best figure in his life, but she's not yeah a great person. I mean, she's not a, right. a role model either. Um, and the one that puts more interest in him is a horrible person, the dad. Yeah, um, <laughs> and he gets to witness horrible things happen to them. And I think the elephant is sort of symbolic of of some of that kind of mm. like it's all wrapped up in. Um, this part of his life hmm. um, dying with this elephant. Um, hmm. And by the end, one of the things that we haven't talked about is um, 
he his his mother dies um, after witnessing her father cheating. This is another big spoiler, but mm. uh, she witnesses uh, her husband cheating, um, and so she pours acid on his bits. Yeah, and in retaliation, he cuts her arms off. Yes, much like the girl you mentioned at the church. Right. Um, and I find it interesting because this the girl that they're worshiping or whatever you want to say in the church, mm-hmm. um, the, sh- they have an argument about her being a saint. Right. And she's, is she? I mean, because she had something horrible happen to her, but it didn't really go into much more explanation that I caught. Right. And I think the same things with the mom, where we kind of saw her with him, seeing her as sort of this saint, but she's really not. Right. So he's looking up to her and sort of worshiping her. Well, in his mind, she's still alive. Mm-hmm. And he's using his arms um, as her arms. Right. Or she's using his arms. His arms, yeah. Uh, to do things and to perform and right we come to find out towards the end of the movie that she's not really alive and that um, it's all in his mind um, and I think at the end oh, my favorite scene is the end when he mm. comes out and they tell him to put his hands up uh-huh. and he puts his hands up and he realizes it's kind of like he has this awakening right it all starts to click you know these are my hands they're not my mother's I don't have to do and be attached to Right. What all of this was. That's my theory of what I think the movie is hmm. about. So. Yeah. Um, and I, after, after the ending, I went and watched parts of it again. Mm-hmm. And there was lots of um, moments that had to do with hands. Like the mm. fact that he was a magician in the circus as a kid. Right. Doing lots of hand gestures and then having this mute girl that he has to sort of gesture to and, mm. you know. Um, so I, I felt like, uh, now there's some other things like the ear. I have no idea what that yeah. was about either. <laughs> there was a lot of things in there. I was kind of like, okay, they just put that in there to be different. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, but that's my, that's my theory on what the movie was about. Right. Yeah. I, I buy that. I mean, I, I can see definitely at the end, um, yeah, him gaining a sense of, of, um, of freedom, mm-hmm. um, of kind of getting his life back together, um, which is kind of a bittersweet thing since he's <laughs> yeah <laughs> getting arrested at the end. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah. He gets his life back, but he's probably going back into lockup for a long time. Yes. So. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Um, I'm not sure how much I connected with the movie, mm-hmm. um, but it's. I mean, it's definitely one that I will not forget. <laughs> um, That's what I aim for <laughs> to scar your mind. Yeah, um, and uh, let's see. I'm going to consult my notes here for just a second. Sure, just a second. Um, While you look at that, I'm going to mention mention some trivia. Okay. The director, um, his son is the lead actor. Right. Um, and then um, the one who plays the little one is also his son, the yeah. little version of yeah. Phoenix, the lead. Yes. Uh, which I found, found kind of interesting. Yes. And one of them now is a singer. I don't know which one. Oh, really? Yeah. He, hmm. does, he does rock music. 
Interesting. So, little trivia while you were looking up your notes. Yeah. Um, one aspect of the movie, um, kind of in the second half, he's he is with his mother, uh, or at least in his mind, mm-hmm. um, doing these stage shows, and um, she pretty much has total control over his mm-hmm. life, um, which includes um, telling him to murder people. Yes. Oh, yeah, we left that out, <laughs> yeah. didn't we? There's a lot to say in this movie. Go yeah, ahead. there's a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah. And... I guess um, at the very end, when he does meet up with um, the girl uh, from the beginning, mm-hmm. uh, I forget his her name. kind of love interest. I yeah. can't remember her name either. Yeah. Um, he says, I've been waiting for you, mm-hmm. which I, I don't know. That felt completely false to me mm-hmm. because... <laughs> I mean, he has definitely shown interest in different women throughout the film. Right. Um, all of which his, his mother <laughs> has him dispatch of pretty right. quickly. Right. Um, so I, that just felt kind of off to me that he would say, oh, I've been waiting for you, and yet he's killed like apparently a graveyard full <laughs> of women. <laughs> so it felt tacked on to you just kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. A little bit. It just didn't feel genuine, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. So. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I don't know. What, what did you make of that? Well, I guess uh, I didn't put a whole lot of thought into it. I just sort of accepted it. Mm-hmm. Um, the The women that he was with temporarily that I like your word dispatched. <laughs> um, there was no connection there, though, for him and those women. Not, no, not really. Not I mean, anything. just like a physical attraction, perhaps, yeah. but not much beyond that. And I think the other the the girl from the beginning, I think she maybe meant more than that. Yeah. And so maybe he, you know, while he was, maybe he didn't mean it like literally so much as figuratively, like, yeah. you know, I've been going to all these women and, uh, and maybe, maybe this is all theory. Mm-hmm. This is me just throwing wild things in the dark here. Maybe, she was somehow, and I'd have to watch the movie again, maybe she was somehow, I mean, obviously she was responsible in some way for breaking this spell because it didn't break until she showed up. Right. So maybe that's what he was waiting for was Mm. whatever it was that she brought that freed him from Hmm. this mental prison. Okay. That's a wild theory. Yeah. Really wild. That's fair. That's fair. Um, Like elephant getting torn apart. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't. I'm. I'm. I have a hard time, like with animal, and even though there was some significance in it, like the other scene where he was having the delusion, where he's playing the piano with his, uh, with his mom uh-huh. or for his mom, and he's envisioning like the church, but there's like yeah. all those chickens being thrown into. Right. That. I was just like, all those chickens are literally being thrown in there. They've yeah. got to be like broken legs. Yeah. And, and it was really disturbing. Of course, this was made in what seventy um, something. Uh, it's eighty nine. 
89? Yeah. What? Yeah. I thought this was a lot older movie than that. So, okay, I have less patience for the animals. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, so, I don't know. That's yeah. speculation. Yeah. Hmm. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I I liked it. Um, it's not it's not a feel good movie. It kind of kind of goes along with things like Precious or or um, what was the other one? Pan's Labyrinth. Mm. I can't watch those movies. Like I'm never in the mood per se to watch them. Right. Um, but they're good movies. Uh, yeah. There's there's good things about them. Yeah. And I would be interested in seeing some more of his work. Yeah, I I would too. Jodorowsky. Yeah. Yes. Jod- Jod- you say his name better than I do. Jodorowsky. Thank you. I don't even know if that's right, but <laughs> which you say with such confidence, yes. I'm going to go with it. Yeah. So okay. Well, that was our review. Then, do you have anything else? I think that's about it. Uh, that's our review of Santa Sangreet. Yeah. So check it out. Uh, don't eat anything beforehand. Though. Right. It's really gross. All right. Um, what do we have next, Senor? Uh, next, I think we are going to do our talent spotlight. Okay. And, uh, this time it's, it's a biggie. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is Mr. Robert De Niro. You talking to me? And, uh, this was one I chose. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a pretty big fan of a lot of his work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought, um... Thought we could dive in. There's a lot to uh, a lot to go over. Yeah, <laughs> he's had quite a quite a career and a life. Yes, he has. So, uh, where do you want to start on those? Uh, well, let's start at the beginning. Okay. <laughs> um, his his early days, um, and I suppose that that kind of takes us back to Scorsese. Mm-hmm. But even even before that, he did. Um, did some other films uh, before then with Brian De Palma, which I've not seen. I haven't either. Um, 63, I wrote that one down, or yeah. one of them, uh, yeah. 1963. Yeah. So, which um, I'm surprised you haven't seen being a De Palma fan and a De Niro fan. I know. I think you'd be all over that. I should. So, But, um, yeah, I guess the, the earliest um, De Niro performance I've seen would be Mean Streets. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, which uh, is is pretty good. <laughs> um, yeah, in in that one, he he um, has a role that he, I guess, it's similar to roles that he would go on to play mm-hmm. for Scorsese. Um, this one is it's a little bit uh, looser, um, a little bit more humor to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's more of a, more of like a smooth talking like guy in this one, mm-hmm. um, and um, so yeah, it's it's a little different. Um, but I, it's been a while since I've seen Mean Streets, but I, it's one that I really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, and uh, just seeing seeing the interplay between him and Harvey Keitel is was very entertaining. Uh, of course they'd go on to work together several more times, I think. Hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, Mean Streets is a good one. 
Um, of course, he got after that. He he really kind of became popular um, and was in The Godfather Part Two, mm-hmm. uh, playing Vito Corleone, um, and got an Oscar for that, uh, supporting actor. Um, and let's see, after that, Taxi Driver, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, Which I think is the first one I saw. Uh, um, but yeah, uh, both both of those are pretty pretty iconic performances. Um, that and I mean, really, a lot of his his seventies and eighties stuff um, gets it's pretty darn good. What can yeah. I say? Yeah. Um, he, um, I guess we we could talk about his acting style right. a bit, um, which is he's um, trained in. The method school of acting. Hmm. Um, he likes to prepare quite a bit for his roles and is extremely committed. Yeah. Um, at least in his early days. I don't know about <laughs> if modern day is uh, quite the same. Probably doesn't need to for some of the modern roles that he's been doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like um, for Taxi Driver, he he would go uh, out for several weeks and drove a taxi around just just, mm. just for that experience um, to know what that's like for, for the character. Right. Um, of course, famously, he gained all the weight for Raging Bull. Yeah. Um, and so just stuff like that, um, that, that really kind of showed a level of commitment that um, was above the rest. Yeah. So... Um, yeah. He became popular fast for a reason. Yes. Pretty quick. So, um, but yeah, his seventies work and eighties work. Um, let's see, I'm trying to think, uh, of course there was the deer hunter, Mm -hmm. um, the big epic Vietnam film, which I haven't seen that one. Haven't seen that one. Okay. Um, you have, I take it. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's a very good one. Um, with Christopher Walken. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It shows kind of shows events uh, during the war and after, mm-hmm. um, and how people kind of, kind of dealt with that. Right. Um, but, um, let's see what else. Um, let's see. Of course, um, there's let's see some more Scorsese movies from the time um i guess uh he's he's definitely known for being um a tough guy mm-hmm. actor plays a lot of those parts and does right. it well oh yeah um and uh, but he does he does branch off into other things um yeah, he does He's done some comedies, um, more so in the like later half of his career. Right. Um, but early on, he did some as well. Like I said, there's some in Mean Streets, mm-hmm. um, and um, The King of Comedy. Uh, I haven't seen that one either. Yeah, um, but he plays he plays an aspiring stand-up comedian in that one. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and his, his timing is really excellent in mm-hmm. that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's that awkward humor mm-hmm. uh, for a lot of it. And um, let's see, I'm trying to think of other humorous roles early on. There's, I mean, um, one that's a little bit different is um, New York, New York, which is mm-hmm. another Scorsese film. It's a musical, um, which uh, was not like the most well received. Um, have you seen it? I have seen it, and uh, I thought it was okay. Uh-huh. Um, wasn't I mean? It's definitely not my favorite. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting. It's it's pretty lengthy, is what I um, <laughs> what I remember about it. Um, yeah. And I don't know, just tonally, it it uh, just seemed off, just mm. like a little too dramatic at times mm-hmm. for what it is. Um, mm. But um, anyways, um, let's see, and trying to think of other things um i think i i'll say this and um maybe you'll agree maybe you'll disagree mm-hmm. i think there is kind of a a dividing point in his career mm-hmm. um <laughs> and i think i think it comes when in the late 80s he started a production company mm-hmm. of his own and after that point, he started to work a lot more often. Mm-hmm. Like I was looking through his filmography and um, just comparing how many films he did in the 1980s to how many he did in the 90s. There's like twice as many oh, really? in the 90s. <laughs> huh. Okay. And, he, and he did a decent amount in the 80s as well. Yeah. Um, so it's, and I don't know if that's, um, I guess he, he did start to take more supporting roles mm. in the nineties, I guess that could be a factor, but, mm. um, I think, um, I think part of it is just to kind of help finance <laughs> the production company to, to some degree oh. and, and other ventures he might have. Yeah. Um, okay. So, but, um, yeah, because a lot of those actors at his caliber do have moments where they kind of like, okay, I just want a paycheck, right? Kind of thing. So yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think that's that's definitely a factor, um, and I think also in the late '90s, early 2000s, mm-hmm. is when he started doing a lot of comedies. Mm-hmm. Um, analyze this, analyze that. Right. Uh, all the Meet the Parents movies right um stuff like that which um at first people seemed like really on board with (laughs) (laughs) and then after a while they were uh pretty tired of it yeah Um, Uh, i get it yeah (laughs) yeah i've seen those i get it yeah so um (laughs) and yeah yeah the last you know, at least a decade or so mm-hmm. has not been the greatest. No. <laughs> no. So, um, but yeah, that's, um, 
Yeah. <laughs> Just a lot of stuff that he seems really too too talented to do. He's, you know, he's taking part in. Yeah. Um, and so, I don't know. It's almost like he's not taking it seriously anymore. Yeah. It's kind of how it feels. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's just taking parts that he thinks are fun over, yeah. over you know, something deep and meaningful. Right. So, not that, um, you know, uh, Silver Linings Playbook mm-hmm. um, yeah. was a good one. And there was sort of that balance, though. He was having, it was, it was a fun character. Yeah. But there was also lots of that drama in there that he's so well known for. Yes. Um, and it was a good balance. And I think that's probably why he got because uh, he didn't get nominated. Yeah, he got a, nominated for yeah. that one. Yeah, um, yeah, that's definitely the the bright spot in the past yeah. past decade or so. Yeah. He's really good in that. Um, I was surprised how few nominations and wins he has actually gotten, considering how long he's been around. Yeah, I mean he's he's won twice, mm-hmm. um, which is, I mean that's that's pretty rare. <laughs> Yeah, but for somebody that, I mean, he's been working since the 60s. Yeah. And he's been doing really good movies. Right. Throughout uh, most of his career. And you compare him to somebody like um, uh, Meryl Streep or, Mm -hmm. you know, those other biggies. Like, he, I'm surprised he, I'm just surprised he hasn't had more. Right. Yeah, that's, that's true. So. Um, Yeah, what, um, do you have any like favorite roles I of his? Do. Okay. Um, I really liked Cape Fear. Yeah, me too. Um, I thought he was good in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just watched it fairly recently. Okay. Um, I had seen parts of it, and there was a remake, wasn't there, or was that the remake? That was the remake. Um, maybe I watched the original at one point, but mm-hmm. um, really enjoyed enjoyed him in that. Um, Sleepers, even though he didn't have like a major role in that, mm-hmm. I actually liked his character. Yeah, I find it interesting that he can be really tough in certain movies, but still have a warmth to him. Yeah, um, be likable when he needs to be. Yeah, um, to go from a role as um, disturbing as the one in Cape Fear, right, um, and then being able to switch and be a very lovable character, mm-hmm. uh, I think is impressive. Um, and I, I enjoyed Taxi Driver. Yeah. Those are, those are, and Silver Linings Playbook. Yeah. Because we saw that in, recently and it's kind of fresh in my mind. Yeah. I will tell you my least favorite mm-hmm. that I've seen of his, Hide and Seek. Oh, I've not seen that one. It was a terrible, terrible movie. Yeah. Um, and I was expecting a lot because the cast was good in it. And that doesn't always mean right. you're going to get your money's worth. So, yeah. Um, not, not a great movie. Yeah. So... Um, but those are those are probably my favorites. Right. Um, what What's your favorite? Um, or one of your favorites? That's that's uh, tough. I like Taxi Driver quite a bit. Um, Raging Bull. I think he's he's very good in. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Um, I like the King of Comedy quite a bit. Um, Goodfellas. Mm. Um, even though that's, it's more of a supporting role in that one, but, um, it's one of my favorite movies, so I can't, (laughs) can't not mention it. Um, and, um, actually I, I rewatched, um, 
Jackie Brown recently, mm. and he's mm-hmm. he's very good in that. Um, that's a little little bit different role for him, even though he's still playing a gangster. He's right. kind of um, have you seen Jackie Brown? I have. Okay, um, he's kind of. Um, Are you going to hate me if I say I didn't like it? I won't hate you. Okay, <laughs> um, but he's kind of a, a dim-witted guy in that, right? <laughs> right, and uh, does a pretty good job with that. Yeah. Just being a little bit out of it. Yeah. Um, so, um, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of good roles for him. So, um, yeah, kind of tough to pick a favorite. So, um, yeah. Um, let's see. What else did I want to mention? Um, let's see. He's he's known uh, for being very private mm-hmm. and does not enjoy doing very many many interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've ever seen interviews with him, you know that they're pretty awkward sometimes. <laughs> I don't know that I have seen an interview with him. Yeah, you should look up some on YouTube, like old David Letterman interviews or okay. anything like. He just, he doesn't um, talk that much. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And um, yeah, it's it's just kind of awkward, so. Hmm. Okay. But um, yeah, Robert De Niro, one of my... One of my favorites. I was trying to think. He was kind of awkward on SNL too, but in a yeah, in kind of a likable way. Like I still liked him, but it was very yeah. awkward. It was like he had no clue what was happening around him yeah. sometimes. Yeah, and uh, uh, so I'm uh, just feeding into the mm-hmm. that nature of being sort of a private person and reminiscing on his SNL stint. Yeah. I think he only did it once, didn't he? I think so. So, and that was probably <laughs> enough for him. I think so. <laughs> Yeah, I was kind of surprised that he hosted. Yeah, <laughs> it was weird from the op- from the mon- opening monologue just all the way through was kind, yeah. of, kind of, and it wasn't a good episode. I mean, they no. also didn't write very good uh, material for him, but yeah, um, but yeah, <laughs> uh, a little trivia that I learned recently: okay. uh, the recent uh, Hurricane Irma. Mm-hmm. Um, he pledged to rebuild Barbuda Island. I think that's how you, Barbuda. Hmm. Uh, island, which I think is huge because most of that island, or uh, yeah, most of the island was, most of the buildings were oh, wow. torn down. And so he has personally pledged to help rebuild it. Wow. Which is huge. Yeah. So um, I thought that says a lot for uh, his character. With A lot of celebrities have come out of the woodwork to kind of help with, with the hurricanes. Yeah. Um, but to take on something like that and um, make that kind of public commitment to rebuild an entire you know, civilization, basically, yeah. is pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Did you know that? I did not. Yeah. Hmm. And he's 74 years old. Yeah, he's getting up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we better get him in as many movies as possible. Yeah. He won't be around forever. Yes. So. He probably wouldn't appreciate that if he overheard that. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> talking about his death. But anyway, <laughs> it's going to happen to all of us. Yeah. You uh, talking to me? Yeah, I think it was a good choice. And the private thing sort of makes him, uh, makes you focus more on his career, good or bad. Yeah. Um, because you don't have a lot to 
dissect in his personal life. Yeah. So where some of these other people that we've talked about, we've kind of dabbled a little bit right. into what's gone on with them as people. But for him, it doesn't seem very, um, doesn't seem to be a lot to really delve into. Yeah. And I think so. that's that's probably for the best. Yeah. I mean, as far as, as mainstream actors go, right. I don't want to focus too much on, you know, what's going on in their personal life and have that kind of hanging over my head when I'm yeah. watching them in a movie. Yeah, that's true. So, and they probably appreciate the respectful actors. I think probably appreciate that. too. Yeah. So yeah. In day and age when you kind of put it all out there as part of your promotion, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, I'm actually doing a, um, a report for, I'm in school and I'm doing a report on Paul Newman and part of what I was reading about was how private he was. And I was mm-hmm. thinking about him, too, because you were talking about Robert De Niro being awkward in interviews. Right. And Paul Newman didn't like to do interviews either. Hmm. So uh, he kept his life very private. But those people tend to at least come across also a little bit more stable. Mm-hmm. When you don't know everything. Right. Which probably keeps them stable because I feel like sometimes when the personal business gets out there, it starts a snowball effect, which will create more problems for the actor, which creates more yeah. personal issues that get put in the news. So yeah, uh, it's probably best never to let that start. Yeah. All right. Well, good choice. Yeah. Good choice. Great movies. There's a lot that I should probably still watch of his that I have not seen that are kind yeah. of big ones for him. Yeah. Um, just yeah. never gotten around to it. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, good choice. Anything else on him before we move on? Uh, no, no, I don't think so. Okay. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot we could say, but yeah, there's um, only so much time. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, and who knows, maybe we'll do a part two on him at some yeah. point. Cause, uh, he seems to keep doing movies. He does. So, um, well, let's move on to our final segment. What I believe is our final segment. Yeah. Um, which is our top five, mm-hmm. or sometimes I like to say favorite five because yeah, sometimes I choose things in my list that are not the best, <laughs> but I enjoyed them. Mm-hmm. So that may or may not be the case today. Okay, <laughs> um, which I was sort of, uh, I sort of had this one in mind because there's a lot of characters that I like that are that are not human. And really, I thought when I came up with this category, I was thinking about. Um, animals, because I love to see animals in movies yeah. and that have major parts in movies. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something automatically endearing about them. You're automatically rooting for them, unless it's like Cujo, and then you're not. Right. Yeah, tear those people. Up. Yeah. Um, but so that's kind of kind of why I chose this. I wanted something that gave me good memories, and then I chose things that weren't good on my list. But <laughs> um, let's just jump jump right in there with our top five non-human characters in yeah. movies. And I'm going to pass the ball to you for your number five. Okay. Um, Well, this was an interesting category. A lot of options out there. Yeah. (laughs) But um, my number five, I went with Babe from Babe. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, Which is a movie that I watched quite a bit when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, and I guess I I like the character um, 
just because he's so kind and courteous. Um, mm. it's, it's, I mean, it's a very endearing character yeah. uh, by design. Um, and he's, he's very, very determined. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess I, I just like, um, that he is, he's kind of an outsider, mm-hmm. um, because he's, he's, uh, if I remember right, raised by dogs. So he kind of thinks that mm-hmm. he is a dog. And yeah. so he doesn't, doesn't really fit in on the farm, wants to be a dog. And, um, um, it's just kind of him being determined to live his life the way he thinks it should be. Right. Right. <laughs> um, which, um, yeah, I, I don't know. There's something about that I like. So you're probably not the only one. That's a popular movie. I hear a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, mention that or, um, always see it in people's collection, their movie collection. Right. Um, so that's, that's a popular one. Yeah. Um, Okay. Um, mine is the exact, my number five is the exact opposite. Okay. Um, not lovable at all. <laughs> um, but I chose this character because of the scope and grandeur of uh, their character. Okay. In the movie. And I am talking about Ursula from The Little Mermaid. Oh, okay. Um, she is very sassy. Yeah. Um, sort of broke the mold a little bit on traditional bad villains because they were all very uh, regal and stoic and mm-hmm. uh, not bland. They were just sort of evil. Yeah. Uh, there wasn't much humor to a lot of them. Right. Ursula is kind of all of those things that weren't present in the other one. Um, and, I, and I think I'm accurate on that. She was, she was um, you know, she's got a sassy little number and mm-hmm. she's... Uh, manipulative but she also has powers uh so she kind of attacks uh, ariel with uh, uh focusing on her insecurities and and whatnot and um i don't know i think i think from beginning to end she kind of starts off as kind of a funny villain a fun villain mm-hmm. and then by the end she grows into this huge gigantic monstrous yeah. evil looking thing and uh it was a little scary. The, the death scene um, yeah. uh, was kind of a big one. It was all the other death scenes in those movies, but on a much bigger scale. Yeah. Um, so I, I chose Ursula as my number five. Okay. So it's a good choice. Thank you. Good uh, Disney villain yeah. for sure. Um, let's see. My number four is Mr. Fox from mm-hmm. Fantastic Mr. Fox. Okay. Um, had to get a Wes Anderson <laughs> reference in here. Of it's course. a good one. I like it. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, this this is uh, from a movie that I like quite a bit. Um, I like I like stop motion mm-hmm. uh, quite a bit. Just the I didn't know that, that style, um, that kind of tactileness about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I like I like the character. He's he's very similar to other <laughs> Wes Anderson lead <laughs> characters. All right. He's very very flawed. Mm-hmm. Um, he's kind of a he's a smooth talker and kind of a, a con artist type, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, but yeah, very charming. I mean, George Clooney voices him, so he's got to be charming. Yeah, uh, automatically. <laughs> um, 
but um, yeah, yeah, a bit of a schemer, mm-hmm. and um, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's just a fun character. Yeah, fun character. I love his look too. Yeah, I think I think the design was really mm-hmm. was really good on him. So. Yeah, uh, interesting choice came out of the blue. I would not have expected yeah. that. So, but but a good one. Yeah, I can see that on this list. Um. All right, you ready for my number four? I'm ready. Uh, it's going to feel like there's a theme here, but there's not, um, <laughs> other than being non-human. My number four is probably one of the most um, despicable horror movie villains. Okay. Um, because he was bad when he was human, but worse when he turned into something else. Hmm. Okay. And this would be Freddy Krueger from the Nightmare on Elm Street series. Oh, okay. Um, and I chose him because one of the things I was trying to think about was creativity, like how creative the characters were, how yeah. if they were really fresh and new when they came out. And he was. He sort of turned horror on its ear. Yeah. And um, was horrifying and had abilities that hadn't really been pursued much uh, in movies in that way. And, um, and kind of a creative backstory. And he was, he was a monster before and he was more of a monster later. And, right. Um, and it always made him interesting, even when it got a little campy in the mm-hmm. series. Um, Robert England did such a good job yeah. that he made him iconic and, um, bless him, Jack Earl Haley, oh. um, <laughs> trying to, re- trying to take that role, uh, did not work out as well. Um, but the character I think still, um, holds up as one of those that gives you great imagery and gives you great story. Yeah. So, um, he's my number four non-human character. All right. Very memorable for sure. Um, my number three is also a villain, villainous character. Um, and that is... Gollum from the mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings. Nice. Um, and I chose I chose this one. I think partially just um, just on a technical aspect. Mm-hmm. I think Gollum was probably the first um, like performance capture character mm-hmm. that um, really made an impact on me mm-hmm. and was really like done well. Yeah. Um, and Andy Serkis's performance mm. is pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and of course, he's he's gone on to do a lot of other memorable roles uh, that are performance capture as well with the Planet of the Apes films and all that. Um, so yeah, just just a great villain. Yeah. Um, gotta love the voice. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, and yeah, you. I like also that you see him, I think in the final film, there's a bit of a flashback to him before mm-hmm. uh, when he was a hobbit. Mm-hmm. Um, and you you see just the beginnings of, of what he would become. Right. Um, and uh, you almost, there are some points when you feel almost like sympathetic for, yes. for Gollum. Yeah. which uh, was pretty impressive at the time. Like 
actually having sympathy for this character that's not even <laughs> real. <laughs> right. Um, but um, yeah, it's good performance that uh, stands the test of time. I love that choice. Uh, I actually considered him, but didn't put enough thought into it after you started talking about him. I was like, that's really a good choice. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't know that, you know, the line, my precious, has become, you know. Right. But I don't know that it's just, it wasn't the line. Mm-hmm. It was how he delivered it. Right. It was that voice yeah. um, that really sold it. Yeah. And I love him whether he's doing, whether he's on camera or mm-hmm. just doing that sort of um, capture um, technology performance. Um, I like him either way. I've become a big fan of, yeah. of circus. So. Yeah. Um, great choice. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, puts mine to shame. I don't <laughs> no, that was that was good. Um, I almost kind of wish he was on my list now. Uh, so number three, um, you'll like this one and, and be familiar with it, as mm-hmm. will anybody that listens to this. Um, this is part of an iconic duo in the sci-fi world, um, and I'm just going to say it. It's R two D two. Okay, Star Wars. Uh, you said, why him and, and not his companion? Hmm. Um, well, part of that is because, and I, we talked about him once before because I've had him on my list for another, mm-hmm. I think, robots. When yeah. We, when we talked about robots. Yeah. Um, but he's on my list because even though I haven't been a huge Star Wars fan, I've always liked his, his character because um, despite being this robot, despite being short, despite having mm-hmm. all these limitations, mm-hmm. um, he still manages to get things done. He still manages to be part of this right. team. He still manages to be around and provide so much substance to what's going on despite all of that. So I feel like if there was something that had, you know, if you could give an award for, for biggest heart, even though it doesn't have a heart, <laughs> um, it would go to him because, um, and, uh, you know, yeah, it's function, yeah, it's, but uh, to some extent these characters are also yeah. uh, a little bit on the sentient side. Yeah. And so I feel like there's more to it than that. He's developed this ability to um, uh, sort of have, have goals and have um, uh, be inspiring and be motivated yeah. to do things. So uh, he's just a lovable character. So that's why he's on my list. Definitely lovable. So, um yeah good choice thanks um my number two um had to fit in a disney character okay um and so i ended up going with blue the bear Mm. okay uh from the jungle book um specifically the animated yeah uh, one Um, the original yes yeah. Much as I love Bill Murray, I, I've got to yeah. <laughs> got to give it up for the original. Yeah, um, yeah, just uh, one of the most lovable characters, likable characters mm-hmm. um, that you would probably ever come across <laughs> in a movie, um, and a lot of iconic moments. Of course, bare necessities yes. and all of that, which is the song in that movie. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, it's, it's iconic for a reason. Um, and yeah, I I just, I like the voice performance quite a bit. Um, I believe Phil Harris, uh, did that and he did, 
least a couple of other mm-hmm. uh, Disney films. He, he was Little John and uh, Robin Hood. Oh, okay. Pretty similar characters. Yeah, say. <laughs> um, <laughs> and also Thomas O'Malley from mm. the Aristocats. Okay. Another favorite character of yeah. mine. Um, so, yeah, yeah, just um, not a whole lot more to say on it. Just just a likable character um, yeah. that uh, is from my childhood and one that I still enjoy. Uh, it's uh, got to be hard going to Disney and trying to choose a non-human character to, right. <laughs> to but that is, that is a good one for all the reasons that you said he was, yeah. he was probably more of the reason why I loved the jungle book as a kid uh, than anything else in the, yeah. which is funny cause he's not the big villain and he's not right. he particularly powerful or doesn't display that. Right. But he's so lovable and you just want to hang out with him. Yeah. Uh, okay, I can go along with that. Good choice. Um, so we're on number two, right? Yeah, you're number two. Number yep. two. Um, this one I've been compared to before. That's okay. not why I'm choosing him. <laughs> um, but I, I, when I am, when I have been compared to him, I'm sort of flattered because uh, I chose another character that I think. Um, exists purely on heart mm-hmm. uh, more than anything else. Um, and that is Kermit the Frog from the Muppets. Oh, okay. Uh, Kermit is that um, constant dreamer mm-hmm. uh, who's going to try his best to make things happen. And he's going to drag as many people as he can with him towards that success, whoever right. wants to go on board. Um it's one of those things where it would be almost exhausting to be him surrounded by all the wackiness, the <laughs> craziness, Miss Piggy, the, you know, yeah. uh, the load IQ of most of the people on, on board. Um, but Kermit the Frog has sort of uh, been so endearing in all of these movies because whereas other characters sort of change or get added to like Superman or mm-hmm. um, uh you know, I choose Superman because he's one of those characters you sort of thought one way about. And, of course, over the course of all the different movies and, and comics, they've changed things about him. Right. But Kermit has sort of stayed the same the entire time. He's always been about friendship and fellowship and uh, and trying to be successful, but on his own terms. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why I think I chose him. Plus, he's kind of iconic. He has some iconic movie moments. And, yeah, for sure. Um and I like him. He's a great character. Yeah. So. Good choice. Thanks. Good choice. I like Kermit. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, my number one. I think if you worked at it, you could do the Kermit the Frog voice. But go ahead. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to try it here. Right. But, right. Uh, <laughs> um, so my number one. Yes. Uh, would be Yoda. Oh. <laughs> Okay. Had to fit some okay. Star Wars yeah. on the list. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, speaking of puppets, yeah. um, this one is one of the best ever, in my opinion. Um, there's just a level of, of detail to it. Um, More than Kermit? No, I'm kidding. Well, I'm kidding. Well, it's a smidge. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but, yeah. So uh, expressive and articulate, um, and yeah, just a great character. I mean, it's Yoda is exactly what 
I want in that kind of character type, that mm -hmm. that wise old mentor mm -hmm. type of character, because um, he's he he is wise, but he's also um, he's kind of there are like genuine moments of humor with him yeah. as well. Yeah, uh, he's kind of old and cranky, <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, and um, yeah, so it's it's, um, it's a character that is very memorable. Um, I rewatched the original trilogy a couple of years ago before The Force Awakens mm -hmm. came out, and I hadn't seen those movies in quite a while. Mm -hmm. um, so I was I was pleasantly surprised how much the Yoda scenes resonated with me yeah. and watching it again um so yeah that's that's my mm. number one yeah that's a good choice what i like about um what i like about that is is uh yoda's another character where probably when you first see him mm. you sort of have an idea of what you think he's going to be yeah and then he's not completely that he's that but he's also more right um because he ends up being way more significant and way more meaningful yeah and on some aspects more powerful than mm -hmm. you were expecting right so it kind of leaves the door open for lots of surprises as they've shown in the, the movies where he's come yeah made a reappearance so. right yeah good choice thanks uh, i thought about him too but again hadn't put as much thought into it <laughs> so um all right, my number one choice um, is someone that um, someone I've been a huge fan of and have enjoyed um, more than any other in his category. Okay. Um, and you'll know the category as soon as I say his name. Mm -hmm. um, but he's another good guy who uh, sort of symbolizes for me the all-American good guy and that would be superman okay because um, he's not from earth that's right he is an alien <laughs> um he he's not really human um and i chose him for that reason because he's kind of like he is in in any uh medium you choose uh movies comics cartoons he is the good guy he's not brooding normally, ex mm -hmm. ignoring a couple of movies. Right. <laughs> um, he's the, the guy who does good for good's sake. And um, I've liked most of the performances mm -hmm. that people have that, that have portrayed him. And um, aside from being, you know, super powerful and um, all of that, um, the thing that makes him important is, again, his heart where his heart is yeah um because there are lots of powerful characters in the, the superhero world um, and i know people love batman mm -hmm. uh, they can't get enough of batman uh i've always leaned more towards superman because yeah. batman's reasons are different mm -hmm. um, i want to identify with superman's reasons for doing what he does which is really just to protect people right um without any other motivation behind it uh, although they tried to give him one in the last movie. I'm going to stop mentioning the last <laughs> couple of movies, but um, that's why that's why he's my number one pick, I think. So It's a good choice. Thanks. Good choice. Thanks. 
Um, always love this part of it too. Do you have any honorable mentions? I sure do. Cool. <laughs> um, well, let's see. I have another Star Wars character. Okay. Chewbacca. Mm. Okay. Another yeah. lovable character yeah. that you know you, you won't find anyone that dislikes Chewbacca. Right. <laughs> um, Et. Yeah. Um, Rango. From the movie Rango. I have not seen it. Okay. Is that the lizard? Yeah. Yeah. Chameleon? Yeah. Yes. See a chameleon? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a good one. Woody from the Toy Story films. Mm. Um, Beetlejuice. Mm. It's always mm. an entertaining one. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and I have uh, the genie from Aladdin. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah. Um, one of, one of Robin Williams, surprisingly one of his biggest roles. Yeah. Uh, and he's not on screen. Yeah. Uh, but he certainly comes through on it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I had, if you want to hear him. Sure. I had, uh, the Terminator. Okay. Yeah. Um, I had Scarecrow from the Wizard of Oz. Oh Yeah. I had Bishop from Aliens, um, and the Diva from uh, Fifth Element. Oh, okay. Because I thought she was a really cool concept, and she's kind of one of the signature moments in the movie when she mm. does her performance. Right. Um, so, And I had E.T. on here um, and Thor. But I realized I just put Thor down because I think he's hot. <laughs> so... I was like, that's that's not a good enough reason to put him on the <laughs> list. Um, so that was fun. Yeah. I got to go through some fun characters and um, for all different reasons. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, well, do you have any uh, movie plans? Anything you're wanting to see that's coming out or that you haven't seen that's already out? Or? Um, yeah, we're, we're getting into... That time of year, that's mm. that's actually pretty good for movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I think uh, actually next week, uh, the new Darren Aronofsky film comes out, mm-hmm. Mother, mm-hmm. Uh, with Jennifer Lawrence. That looks pretty good. I thought that trailer looked really good. Yeah. It reminded me of all the things I love about old horror movies. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. So that one I'm looking forward to. Um, and let's see. There's uh, there's probably quite a bit coming up. Um, let's see. Actually, the new Thor movie looks pretty good. Oh, Ragnarok. Yes. Yeah. That looks pretty yeah. entertaining, <laughs> kind of taking it into a new direction. Yeah. Um, which I think will be good. Yeah. Um, and what else? Um, um, if I may, that one kind of has more of a feel of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, it does for so, sure. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm not complaining about at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. There's um, been hearing about different films because uh, I think the Venice Film Festival just finished up recently, mm. and people have been talking about some of the f- the films uh, coming out of there. Mm-hmm. Um. There's actually a new uh, Guillermo del Toro film oh. uh, called The Shape of Water. 
which, okay. I've, which I've seen a, a trailer for. That looks interesting. I'll have to look that up. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's coming out more later in the year, maybe December. Okay. Um, I'm a fan of his. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, uh, let's see. I think there's a new Alexander Payne film coming out later this year called Downsizing, hmm. um, which seems kind of interesting. Um, it's, uh, a little bit, it seems like more of a broader comedy for him. Uh, it's about people who shrink themselves down. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Okay. Um, so a little bit more like high concept for him. Okay. Uh, but I, I'm interested to see what he does with that. Genre is. I think it's more of a comedy. Comedy. Um, but I haven't seen a, a trailer for it yet. So, mm. Um, mm. but that stars Matt Damon and um, I think Kristen Wiig is in it. And mm. so, okay. seems interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, how about you? Um, Mother's on my list for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, there's um, and Ragnarok. Yeah. The the new Thor movie. Um, I've seen, I've been catching some of the main ones I wanted to see, like Dunkirk and, uh-huh. uh, Valerian and, yeah. um, which I know people hate it. I like it. <laughs> um, did you see it? I haven't seen that one. You haven't seen it? No. Um, so, uh, as far as future, future movies, um, I don't know that there's a great deal that I'm just like super excited for mm. if you know what i mean i think there'll be some good ones out i think there'll be some that'll be uh well worth the money yeah um but nothing you know how you have those movies that come out that you really just can't wait right and i don't have anything like that on my list yeah i don't think yeah um, oh star wars <laughs> star, well yeah um, i forgot to mention <laughs> <laughs> that's a given yeah just anybody that's listening to this, if there's anything Star Wars coming out, just yeah. know that Aaron's waiting for it. I'm waiting. So, um, like a parent waiting on his child who's come in <laughs> late. Where have you been? Um, you get in here right now. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't think there's anything um, crazy on my list right now. Yeah. But I need to do some searching, too. I haven't, I haven't, been, I haven't been online looking at movies as much as i should yeah for what i do (laughs) so um but you've given me some i might want to look up the trailers for so yeah i was thinking when we went to it there were some trailers but i oh i know what i want to see i want to see uh kingsman oh yeah that looks very good yes yeah i think that looks exciting and um and fun Mm -hmm. and stylish um i'm a huge fan of the original series the avengers Mm, um, right. because of all of the sophistication, but then the, there's fighting. and all. So uh, this kind of feels like what we probably should have gotten with the Avengers movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm hoping it's going to be more along those lines. Yeah. So that one's on my list. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited for that one. Yeah. So, um, and yeah, I can't remember. The, like they played like half hour of trailers and right. I don't remember <laughs> stuff though. yeah neither do i to be honest <laughs> which is sad yeah um i don't know if that says something for the movies or just i was waiting for our movie to start yeah i mean i think for the most part i've seen the trailers already mm. so i just kind of 
glaze over it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Um, anything else you want to throw out there before we, um, I can't think of anything. No. I think we've, we've covered a lot and, okay. um, we'll be back for more. Yay. I look <laughs> forward to it. I don't know what we're doing for next episode, but, uh, we rarely do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come up with something. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I, I enjoyed it, Aaron Obanian. I enjoyed it as well. Christopher Sneed. <laughs> Until next time, I guess. Until next time. Bye.